It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, are you like me and you're inspired to visit destinations from a photograph that you might see in a magazine or on social media, or even maybe when you're searching travel sites online? Well, I love to see photos, and when I do, I'm kind of pulled into the feelings and the special features of the area that the photographers can capture in a, in a photo. I believe they have a special eye. I really think they do. A unique way of seeing the world and capturing it in a photograph. Now, I've always admired photographers for having the ability to also tell a story in a photograph, seeing something and being able to capture it in a way that we get more meaning from it than just what's right there in the picture. Now, I recently met a young couple, Jay and Aaron Blanton from South Georgia, and Jay is a photographer, and he also has a 107 remote pilot license, which allows him to do commercial work with his drone. So he's really professional with that. And Aaron is in the business side of, the, of their photography business, and she is also a historian. So you know I love that combo, photography and history. I say yes to that. Now, they are co-owners of a company called the Georgia Photography Fanatic, and their photographs are all about real estate, but also they do a lot of work with tourism companies. And I must say, when I look at their photographs and their videos, I am inspired to visit those destinations. Even if what they're capturing is something that's real estate, they just make it come alive. Now, after seeing Jay's photography and talking with Aaron, I knew I wanted to have both of them on the show to share their love of photography. And also with the name of their company, it's got to be a love for Georgia and a little bit of North Florida as well. So we sat down for a conversation about their work and how they got started and how 2020 pushed them in a direction that photography now has become more of a passion than ever before. So here's my conversation with Jay and Aaron. So how did you guys get started in photography? And are both of you photographers or just one of you? So Aaron actually handles the business aspect of it. I started photography in about 2016. Um, I actually started doing video back in 2004, 2005, shortly after I graduated high school. And I did weddings for a few years until the economy got bad in 2008. And I actually started working at the Boys and Girls Club in Valdosta in 2015. And they had a camera that nobody knew how to use. <laughs> and because I had that experience from filming weddings a few years prior, I, I kind of had at least a, a basic knowledge of it, but they encouraged me to take the camera home and learn it. And I just fell in love with it from there and just started taking pictures around town. And every night I would find another place and just learn the ins and outs of it. And I would post it to Facebook and a lot of people were very encouraging on there. And that's really how it started. Yeah, it started as a Facebook page and other people would share pictures there and we we would share them on the facebook page um just sort of as a community um showcasing spot um mm -hmm. but but it 
it, it was a small Facebook page. There wasn't a lot of traffic. And so Jay was really the only one posting. Um, and he, like he said, he would go out and take pictures every single night. And um, we had the page almost a whole year before it kind of took off. And when it did, people started messaging us saying, hey, can we buy this picture? Can we buy this picture? And it hit us that, um, you know, it's not really a community anymore. It's just to wow. showcase your your photography. It's a portfolio at this point. Um, mm -hmm. So we closed the submission part and we went and got a business license. Um, Jay went and got his drone license. <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, drones. Yes. Yeah, so I got my drone license, my FAA part 107 commercial pilot license in August of 2017. And we started uh, taking jobs that would like we would follow behind uh, farmers would hire us to get shots of them while they were on their tractors harvesting. And um, that was actually pretty popular down here in South Georgia because it's very rural. Yeah, uh, for a couple of Christmases, we called it the I don't know what to get my dad for Christmas gift, uh, because that was how every conversation started was I don't know what to get my dad for Christmas. He has everything he wants. I know he would love pictures of the farm. Can you come take pictures of our farm? So um, we do that. We actually had a shoot this week at a local farm um, at a packing shed, actually, um, for some local friends of ours. So that was fun. I, I love that, that people would say, I don't know what to get my dad. <laughs> this, you never know what to get that. <laughs> I mean, how many times can you get socks at a tie, right? Yeah. Right. Well, it would be a unique gift because, you know, it's, it's a picture of their land and we would try to get it um, at sunrise or sunset to give it an extra pop, you know, and it, it's a really unique gift. Yeah, we've had we've had um, daughters and daughter in laws and wives and um, turn it into books. They put it, um, they put them in books. They've had metal prints made. Um, they've had canvases made. They've had puzzles made. We get a lot of puzzle requests. Um, it's just something fun and unique. Um, but that that's that's just one thing we do. We also do real estate photography. Um, Jay is the photographer and videographer on that. And then I spend my free time looking at, uh, listings. So I know what people want to expect and what not to do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what makes you the business side of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, well, tell me this. And so why Georgia? I mean, because with the skills that you guys have, because your photography is beautiful. Well, thank you. you all, oh, absolutely. You're welcome. What made you decide to focus on Georgia? Because it looks like to me you could go all around the U.S. as well as international doing photography. Well, that's actually what we want to build up to. But Georgia, I mean, of course, it started out local. We did a few things in North Florida as well. But during the pandemic, we actually found out that uh, Georgia State Parks are a really good place for us to vacation and keep our distance from everybody. And so last summer, we did a trip around Georgia over the course of a week. We visited every single corner of Georgia. And that kind of gave us the idea to visit every Georgia State Park. Hmm. So really growing up, and I think this is true for a lot of people our age um, and our parents' age, we 
when you vacation, if you're in South Georgia, when you vacation, you go to the coast, you go to Jekyll Island, you go to St. Simons, you go to Tybee or Savannah, you go down to Daytona or St. Augustine, uh, Panama City Beach, if you know, when you're in college and high school, and really, that's it, you know, um, if you were, if you were a little extra and a little bougie, you'd go to Gatlinburg, um, <laughs> and that, that's really about it, you know, you, you go to Atlanta to see, you know, an aunt or an uncle, um, and really, we just, did not know traveling was an option growing up um, because our, you know, that was all we saw. That was all our parents saw. That was all our grandparents saw. That's all of our friends saw. So the when we realized we could travel, quote unquote, travel locally and get to take pictures, get paid to take pictures, um, we started looking for other opportunities. And then when we did our trip around Georgia, um, we've had so many people message us and go, oh my gosh, you've inspired us to travel and we're like we we just visited our home we just we just wanted to learn about our home now home for us is south georgia north florida um so learning about home was learning more about the other half of the state Mm. well um mainly on that trip we realized that georgia is really really diverse yeah i mean you know we have the the coast we have mountains um everything in between we have a canyon (laughs) So we just wanted to see every bit of it. And so going to the different state parks was a good way to let us do that and see the entire state. But we are gradually uh, getting further and further out. So, yeah, we we couldn't do as much as we had planned last year. And um, I don't want to say our traveling around Georgia was a substitute trip, but it ended up giving us a different focus than what we had originally planned. Um, Last year, we were supposed to go to South um, California, we were going to visit Joshua Tree and Death Valley, and obviously that didn't happen for multiple reasons. Um, and and staying in Georgia, um, we were able to relax and get away from the craziness. Um, and like I said, learn learn about the history, our local history. Oh, so let me say that. Okay, so stay where you are. We'll be back in a few minutes with more of Jay and Aaron here on Travel with Anita and Friends. inspires you to travel and friend sharing experiences are stories that maybe you've heard about a dream destination or is it a photograph with a thousand words welcome back to travel with anita and friends now i've been talking with jay and aaron who are the owners of the company called the georgia photography fanatics and i want to continue my conversation where we start talking about some of the state parks that they love right here in georgia um but we do have some bigger trips coming up Mm-hmm. Um, we have Yellowstone and Grand Teton, Alaska. Um, we're going to go back to the Okefenokee and paddle, um, through the swamp. We've done that once before. Mm-hmm. Well, we've done it a couple times before, and we're going to do that again. Um, we have a trip that we haven't really planned yet, but we think we're going to do a trip around Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the same style, like just a road trip and kind of campsite hop, and then we have a trip to Ireland planned next year. And I'm going to knock on one when I say that. <laughs> I know, get this COVID put away. But, you know, you bring up a really good point, though, when you say that, you know, you well, because of COVID and the pandemic and having to stay close to home and all of that, that it really did, I think, make all of us start looking at, you know, our hometowns and our home state or states that were nearby. 
because we we tend to think, well, if I'm going traveling, I've got to go far away. <laughs> you know, traveling is, is far away, but traveling can definitely be in our hometown. And I think when you have folks like you guys that actually capture it with pictures and share it, I think that also helps people to see that there are beautiful things right here at home. That's right. We actually never knew half of the things that we visited were even here in Georgia. I mean, I, I learned so much about our own home state in the past year than I ever realized was there. Yeah. And that was just an extension of the past few years, you know, having our the Facebook page, having the business, having people hire us um, for Jay to come in and take pictures. Um, we've taken pictures for like tourism authorities and chambers and um, businesses, and they just want us to capture their community and, and their quote unquote tourist spots. Um, and I say quote unquote, because some of these were literally holes in the ground. You know, we went and took pictures for one local community that's 20 minutes away. And um, they took us all over the county. They showed us um, springs and sinkholes and parts of the river. We did, we never even exist. And we lived, no joke, 20 minutes down the road. Wow, that's amazing. But now tell me though, because your, your photography is so uh, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you guys really capture the feeling of the places. So what inspires you with the setting? I mean, when you when you look out, because uh, I don't think everybody has an eye for this. So when you look out at a setting or, or at something that you're going to take a picture of, how, how are you inspired? How do you know that this is exactly what you want to capture or, or this is the time you want to capture it? Uh, well, I really just capture things that are interesting to me personally. So I, I if I think it's interesting, then I just snap a picture of it. There's not really too much behind it, to be honest on that. I, I just take a picture of it if I think it's cool looking. <laughs> he, 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 he takes a lot of pictures. That I will say that. Uh, I know he takes way more than he shows. So he, he works really hard at getting the right shot. <laughs> well, how do you guys go about choosing location? Is it basically assignments or... Uh, I know you mentioned some places you have coming up. Did you choose those places because because of a reason? Is there a reason why you choose certain locations? Uh, well, actually, uh, uh, the history behind the places has a lot to do with it. I look up places that are unique, kind of uh, off the beaten path. I utilize Google Maps and Google Street View a lot to scope out a lot of my locations. And that was actually one thing that was very hard to do on Sapelo because they obviously don't have street view there. Yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> but uh, it, that's basically how I scope out a place. But I, I just try to do as much research as I can online as to uh, like off the beaten path places um, like Atlas Obscura. I like looking on that before we check out a, a place. If we're going, let's say, like to North Georgia, I'll check out our route if there's anywhere along the route that has really cool and unique things, then we take a side trip to that place. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the places we visit are along the way, on, on the way to a job um, or on the way home from a job. Um, but if we have a free weekend, we'll just check uh, the Georgia State Parks website and see what is available for that weekend. And um, that's how we narrow down where we're going to go. Um, so when we did our, our trip around Georgia last year, um, it took us exactly almost a year um, to the date to visit all of Georgia state parks. So that was our goal. Um, we did not know it was going to happen so fast, <laughs> um, but our, that was our goal last year. And um, it, it ended up, we got to see the whole state and um, it was really special. 
Well, that that's amazing. So you guys have been to every state park. We have. Yes. Wow. It took a little over a year to do it, but we just knocked it off the list on our week long trip when we went to Sapelo. Yep. Very, very cool. And one of our pictures, one of Jay's pictures last year ended up on the 2021 Guide to Georgia State Parks this year. Yeah. At Moccasin Creek. Yes. Well, I can believe that. I definitely <laughs> want to use one of your photos. <laughs> I mean, there's so much history in Georgia. So is history any aspect of it? And I asked this question because lately uh, I've, I've started a podcast called Quarter Miles Travel, where mm-hmm. I at the back of uh, the state quarters and, and try and find information about it. Look, sort of little known facts, that kind of thing. But I'm finding so much history that I'm like, you know, I should have been a history major because I didn't realize I liked history this much. What about you guys? (laughs) Well, yes, history is a huge part of it. We have a lot of people that come up to us and say that's what they love most about our page is the history that we provide behind the picture. So it's actually kind of ironic because Aaron has a master's degree in history and I, I don't have any formal training in history, but I'm the one who looks up the places and writes the posts he, he does he does and I, I think he learned through osmosis uh <laughs> and watching me and listening to me maybe uh i don't know how much influence i've actually had on that um but but we do try to find things that are unique so there's a lot of things and a lot of places we go to and if you dig a little deeper there's there's more to it that means that I, that's not always what we include mm-hmm. it's not always easy to portray that in a picture but if we can, we do try to. Mm-hmm. No, you're right about that. Yeah, sometimes the picture doesn't always capture it, but uh, you know, when you can, I'm sure you know in the verbiage that you guys add to it, you know, that kind of fills in the blanks. Um, but all of these state parks now, I mean, because how many state parks are there? Aren't there like fifty? Or uh, there are a bunch, aren't they? That's close. Yes. Um, Believe it or not, they consider the Reynolds Mansion on Sapelo Island a state park because people can go book it and stay there. So that one was technically considered a state park. And that's the main reason why we booked our trip on Sapelo. Um, There are, oh my goodness, how many? Like 62 or 63? Yeah, including all the historic sites, there's 63. Wow. But we actually, <laughs> we actually have not visited all of the historic sites, though. We've okay. strictly visited the state parks, but still quite a few of those. Yeah, we, we had to avoid some of them last year because they, um, they're, they're, they tend to be museums and indoor spaces rather than outdoor spaces. Um, and a lot of them have, they're not open seven days a week either. So, um, but we're trying to get back to those. Oh, absolutely. I, I think you guys will. Okay, are you getting inspired? There are so many Georgia State Parks that they have captured. And when we come back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Friends, we'll continue talking with Jay and Erin.
parks are the jewel of each state, offering a natural experience in our own home state. State parks represent a wide variety of opportunities to explore nature. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, I am talking with photographer Jay and his wife, Erin, who are the owners of the company, the Georgia Photography Fanatics. And they go all around the state and the state parks taking photos. So I want to join them back in another conversation, talking about all the places they photographed. Tell me, because I know you had to have uh, discovered some special ones. Any special ones that you can share with the listeners to maybe inspire them to to check check out your favorite state parks? Oh, one of our favorite was uh, Aaron's was Moccasin Creek State Park, and it's actually the smallest state park. It's not any bigger than a campground, but it's just outside of Clayton, Georgia. I'd say one of my favorite would have to be Stephen Foster State Park, Stephen C. Foster State Park in the Okefenokee National Wildlife Refuge. And the reason that that one is my favorite is because it just so happens to sit so many miles away from any other city. The swamp is huge. It has an International Dark Sky Park certification. It's literally one of the best places in the entire Southeast to see the night sky. And that's one of my favorite things is going out there and just taking pictures. I mean, once your eyes adjust, you can see the Milky Way. Oh. And it's it's just beautiful. I mean, more stars than you can see around any city. Yeah. And when we first started traveling, Stephen C. Foster was um, one of the first places we went to. And Jay won um, the photo contest for what year? 2007? It was t- 2016. Yeah. So his picture was on the the park, the, excuse me, the National Wildlife Refuge, the Okefenokee National Wildlife Refuge Pass for 2016. Um, because of a picture he took at Stephen C. Foster. And then a few years later, they asked us, they asked him to be the artist in residence there for 2019. And that was part of what opened our eyes to travel. And um, we got to interact with a lot of the um, volunteers that work there that were in the volunteer village with us. And they have, you know, they're the coolest people and they have the coolest stories. And of course we want to be like them when we grow up. So um we when we when we do go to a state park or when we do go somewhere um for work we look up national wildlife refuges local ones um um, well i would say that is the thing that made us want to travel we went into the swamp and they have um a few canoe shelters all throughout the swamp and you have to paddle to them you don't have cell service out there and we canoed over 20 miles over the course of three days between three different canoe shelters and it was over thanksgiving this isn't really something you'd want to do over the summer it it is way too hot during the summer but the spring and fall are the perfect time to do it and the cypress trees actually change color during the fall and it's absolutely beautiful so we did it at the perfect time and we're going to go back again this year but that's what really sparked us wanting to travel that was the first place is knowing that there's just places like that hidden all throughout georgia and all throughout the united states yeah absolutely yeah absolutely well okay do you have a dream place in georgia that you have not been to that you'd like to go to well, the mountains is probably one of my favorite places to go that I don't feel like we spent enough time there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'd say in Northeast Georgia, uh, around the Clayton area, I want to go back to Black Rock Mountain and actually explore some of the trails. Whenever we went to Black Rock Mountain in February, 
we had a cabin that overlooked the city of Clayton. It would have been beautiful if we weren't up in the clouds the entire time and didn't have a view. So I, I definitely want to go back and explore the North Georgia mountains a lot more. So you, you mentioned that you guys started off as a, uh as with doing weddings. So do you still do people or do you do wildlife? Or are you just doing, um, you know, capturing the, the beautiful scenery? We've pretty much just started capturing the beautiful scenery and uh, aerials and mainly the real estate aspect of everything now. Yes, we stopped doing weddings a while back. But what would you say is your best capture of a location? Meaning, um, you know, it's a photo that you've taken somewhere that maybe you go back and look at it and you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, look at this photo. And you're just so proud of it. Do you have do you have some or one or um, the one that really stands out in my mind would be looking toward the sunrise in the Swanee Canal. Me and Aaron had canoed out before sunrise down the Swanee Canal inside of the Okefenokee. And it's a picture of Erin, actually, her back. Her back is facing the camera, but you just see the canal and you see the clouds and the sun rising over it. And that photo just encapsulates how I feel for that entire year that we were there. It, it's it, That one really does mean a lot to me. And they actually put that one on a, a commemorative coin and they sent us the commemorative coin with that photo on it, but that one has special meaning to me, I would say. Okay, yeah, I would love to see that one. Okay. Definitely yeah. see that. They gave all the volunteers a challenge coin that year, and so every volunteer- And that was the photo that was on it, yeah. yes. Well, congratulations, you guys are doing so many wonderful, wonderful things. Thank you. Now, Aaron, I know you have a favorite a favorite photo then of, of, of Jay, so do, do you have a favorite one? Oh, my favorite, that he does um, is anything astrophotography. Um, one one in particular, we were, it was September. We were in the Okefenokee and one of the state park um, rangers had took us out on a night paddle. Um, I don't even, I don't have the words to describe how dark it was, how, loud it was and you think you're going to go out in the middle of nowhere and it's going to be quiet and it, it's it's not there's there's so many sounds um animals uh you know all the all the frogs all the bugs all the birds but the night sky you could absolutely see it's it's so hard to see the milky way with your the naked eye anywhere with there's where there's light but you could see it um we could see andromeda we could see <laughs> we could just see all these amazing things that we had never seen before. And that was the, that was the first time um, we had ever done that. But the photos he captured that night, there's one in particular, there's a spot in the canal of, I think they're called the five sisters. Yeah. There's trees. It's, it's, a, group it's, a, it's a group of trees and the Milky Way is coming out of the group of trees oh, wow. um, over, over the water. And, and that's probably my favorite of, uh, it's funny how we both keep leaning back towards the Okefenokee, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely see that in your future real soon again. <laughs> so tell me, what would you uh, like for people to say about you as a photographer? If you could be, uh, you know, kind of listening in and hear what someone said, they didn't know you were there. What would you want to be said about you as a photographer? Are, are the two of you, because you, you guys are a team. 
Well, I, I would hope that in the pictures and the stories that we tell, it encourages them to get out and visit the places that we see. Um, I, I just want to show people places that are close by, but they never even realized were there or thought to go to. Mm. And I think the thing I would say along those lines, um, to be educational, um, we we have had pushback. You know, people have said, "Oh, well, you know, now you've spoiled this location because they think they're the only ones that know about it, and they don't want anyone to share that." Um, uh, but what we've seen from that, though, is actually better preservation. Um, so one location in particular that comes to mind for me in Hamilton County, Florida, is the Dead River Sink. Jay, we were taken there by the Tourism Authority. They they showed us where the sink was. We took pictures and posted it. Since then, they have actually cleared a, you know, uh, a better path to that location for people to drive to. They've put stairs with a handle to make it more accessible so you could walk down and look at it. Now, she's referring to whenever she says sink, it's an area where a river goes underground oh, wow. and the river is actually dry. It's a dry, sandy riverbed past that point. So the Dead River Sink is a portion of the river where it just goes underground into a cave and you can walk right up to it and see the water going underground. Okay, that all sounds amazing. Are you ready to head out to one of the state parks? I know I am. I sit tight because we'll be back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Friends. photo is worth a thousand words, photos can really tell stories, and just one photo can bring to life a scene. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, are you inspired to visit destinations from the photographs that you see in magazines or either on social media? Really, every destination has photographs online if you go on and explore, and Actually, you can do virtual visits through photographs. Photographs are a great way to see what you can experience, uh, what your visit might be like, things that you can do. All of those come through with the photographs that we find of the destinations we want to visit. And photographers who can tell stories with a single photograph are a group of photographs. I truly admire them. I recently met a young couple. Jay and Aaron Blanton from South Georgia, and Jay is a photographer, and his wife, Aaron is the business manager of their company that is called the Georgia Photography Fanatic. Don't you love that name? And of course, that means that they're always going around Georgia taking all these great photos. 
Now, throughout the show, I've been talking with them about some of the things that they've done, some of the places that they've been to photograph, and really just how they got started and how they have become so popular and in such great demand as well, especially for a young couple. They're really on their way. Now, I sat down for a conversation with them about also about their work in just to tell us a little bit about the difference that their work is making as they go out there. So here's what Aaron had to share with us. But we've had so many people tell us, you know, you've met, you know, thank you because it's now it's more accessible and that's somewhere I went to growing up and now I can go there now, you know, as an older adult. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had people complain about us posting places and then come to find because they say, oh, well, people will leave trash. Well, that has turned into people actually having pickup days and recycling days at those locations that we had nothing to do with. You know, we didn't organize these people did it on their own because it brought attention to a place they loved. Um just and better preservation and and um uh but also education of you know sometimes you go to some place and there's not a historic market there and there needs to be but there's not because of people being ignorant um we have a location in our county where um there was a, a lynching the historic marker keeps getting in taken. the early 1900s yeah in 1920 actually yeah it was one of the last um lynchings in georgia it was one of the most horrific lynchings in georgia um that historic marker keeps getting shot up and they keep removing it well they actually took the marker down as is with all of the uh bullet holes in it and put it in a museum in atlanta but it's places like that we'll take pictures of down by that river and um there's a lot of yeah looking at that comments looking at that picture you don't know the history of that location you just see a bridge you just see a river you just see the riverbed graffiti you know but it's there's more like i said there's more to a picture than than what's there Um, and and we understand you you have to educate people in a way they can hear you um so I hope we can do that without being insensitive. I hope we can do that um, without offending anyone. But like I said, you you can offend somebody and teach them some at the same time, too. Yeah, sometimes you have to move people a little out of their comfort level. Right, yeah. And I'm with you. I mean, if we try to kind of push history away because it doesn't feel good, doesn't look good or, you know, whatever, you know, we are kind of losing the opportunity to make sure that, you know, people know what happened, you know, that's right. And that's that's really what you're trying to to accomplish. Not that you're saying it was right or wrong, whichever way, but just, you know, to make sure that it's known what was what took place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But now let me ask you guys this, because we talked about it already. You said that you do sell your, your photos. So how can my listeners see your work and also purchase some things and uh, maybe actually book you to come do some things too? Because I do have some tourism folks who listen to my show. So we mainly post on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Georgia Photography Fanatic. And our website is the Georgia Photography Fanatic.com. Okay, very good, very good. And do, are you in any galleries or anything like that? I know you're on on lots of covers of things. <laughs> um, we've actually done uh, a couple of gallery showings at a community college in Madison County, Florida. But as of the past year, we haven't. Um, yeah. th- that kind of thing has slowed down a lot for us because of the pandemic. But I'm sure we will start that up again very soon. 
We're starting to use my experience in video to gradually post a few, uh, you know, more in-depth history videos. Um, and we're going to post those on both TikTok and YouTube. Well, that's a great idea. So would it be the same name? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, it's a very bright future for you guys. <laughs> I hope so, yes. A bright future indeed. Two very impressive young people making their mark in tourism, photography, and real estate. Now, their descriptions of the state park, I have to say, I am certainly inspired to hear all about them. And as we continue to look for those wide open spaces to have a getaway with family and friends, our state parks offer many, many options. From parks that you can visit for a day trip, or parks with lodges where you can stay overnight, or even for a weekend. And then there are the historic sites where Georgia history comes alive and you can learn more about the places and people that you thought you already knew. So consider that a historic exploration. <laughs> I love those kind of things. And did you know that there are also golf courses that fall with, within our state park services? Yes, you can actually go and have a golfing experience as well. Now I want to share with you some of my favorites as well. And now, you know, I'm going to start with Sapelo Island because of, of course, that's my number one spot. But the Reynolds Mansion on Sapelo Island stands tall all on its own. So it doesn't need a whole lot of fluff from me to uh, to get you inspired to go and visit it. You can visit the island and stay in the mansion. Yes, it's a real mansion once owned by R.J. Reynolds. You can bring the whole family. That's what's great about that because you're renting the whole property. And you can get delicious meals that will be served there. The grounds are beautiful and you have a chance also to to walk down to the beach and when I say walk down to the beach you literally can walk right out the front door there down the road and you'll be at the beach and there are other historic places on the island that you can check out as well now I'm still down on the coast of Georgia with one of my favorites and that is Wormslow Historic Site it is definitely worth the visit if you don't do anything except see that avenue of old live oak trees it goes on and on and on and I'm telling you have your camera ready because you're going to want to uh, take some selfies and do some Instagrammable pictures right there with all those live oaks and there's a lot of Georgian military history there too along with the tabby ruins and you can learn about the life of Noble Jones who arrived on that property in 17. 33. I know a long time ago, right? But all of that history is right there for you to learn. Now, fall is a perfect time to visit another one of my favorites, and that is Tallulah Gorge, our state park at Tallulah Falls. You'll see one of the most spectacular canyons in the eastern United States. And Tallulah Gorge is two miles long and nearly 1,000 feet deep. Yep, you heard me right. And you can hike trails along the overlooks, or if you want to, you can grab a permit and hike the gorge floor. Okay, now that's for the adventurous, okay? And for the extra adventurous, you can take a walk across the suspension bridge that is 80 feet above the rocky bottom. And I'll also say that it sways a bit. So I warn you on that one because you have to be the extra, extra adventurous, I think, to take that one in. Now, our state parks are waiting for you to have a fun 
all day experience or as I said overnight or over the weekend but first check out Jay and Aaron's uh, photography so you'll not only be inspired but you'll also find a few suggestions on things you can see and things that you can do and you'll find them on social media at the Georgia Photography Fanatic and their website of the same name now let me know what kind of favorite things that you're doing at the state parks you know I love to hear about what you guys are doing leave me a message on Facebook at Travel with Anita and I just can't wait to hear what your favorites are now, today's show has been brought to you by the Sapelo Island Birdhouses, another spot to stay on beautiful Sapelo Island. And while staying at the Sapelo Birdhouses, you can also take the tour of the Reynolds Mansion. And that way you get both. You get the birdhouses and you get the state park. So thanks for joining me today. Now, I'll be back with more stories and travel destinations in the future here real soon. Here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Bye. Thanks for joining me. Oh.